Sponsor Impresario Magazine Presence, Alfredo Chavez Madrid, Leader of the Pan-Parliamentary Faction in the State Congress. I have had the opportunity to talk with Alfredo Chavez, local deputy for the 18th District, formerly the 15th District, of the State Capitol and leader of the Pan-Parliamentary Faction in the State Congress, a young man whose partisan career has taken him to occupy different positions in the public administration and in their own party. Alfredo has a clear concept that economic development goes hand-in-hand hand with social development and that, to mitigate inequality in the state, the government, businessmen and society must work together, always committed to the people of Chihuahua. Tell me about your origins please? I was born in the city of Chihuahua, on November 15, 1983. I like to say that I was born in a pan-government, since a month before Don Luis H. Alvarez had taken office as municipal president. I am the eldest of three brothers, my first I spent years in Temosachic, since my parents, both teachers, worked there, my mother, in addition to being a teacher, also had a small business, I spent my first eight years of life there, in the middle of the Sierra Tarahumara, as time went by and for work and education reasons they decided to move to Chihuahua, I studied high school at the Colegio de Bachelier's Campus 1. Later I studied a law degree at the Edism Chihuahua campus and almost immediately began to practice. How do you start your partisan activity? Well, I began to participate in the Pan Youth Movement in 2000 in Vicente Fox's campaign, which brought together a large number of young people wanting a change. It was at that time that I met many of the current political actors in the state. The same Governor Maria Eugenia Campos Galvan was the youth secretary. Then I had to be the youth secretary here in the capital. Later I was at the CEN and youth leadership and other work that I did in Mexico City, at the same CEN and in the Chamber of Deputies. In 2012 I returned to Chihuahua and ran to be councillor. On that occasion I lost the internal election but later in 2016 I ran, won the internal election and was able to participate as councillor in the Chihuahua City Council from 2016 to 2018 and was re-elected for the period 2018 to 2021. In 2021 I was elected as a deputy to the local congress for the 18 district with headquarters in the city of Chihuahua and I currently carry out that responsibility. The perception that citizens and particularly businessmen have is that the deputies who by mandate of law have the responsibility of representing us, do not do it as they should. Businessmen are subject to tax burdens for the generation of employment. How do you manage the representativeness that the law mandates for the business owners of your district and the state? Because it seems that the agendas of the business community, the deputies and the political parties go in opposite directions. I can tell you that my district is a business area. It includes the commercial corridor of the Periferico de la Juventud. So I represent small and large businessmen. I can tell you what I have done to honor that representativeness that you mention. In the first year of the legislature, we managed to make a reform to the state economic development law, a claim that businessmen had for more than 10 years. On the issue of regional councils, I believe that economic development cannot be six-yearly, it has to be with a short, medium and long-term vision. In the end I think that businessmen, the government and society, we want the same thing. We want a better income to have, stronger families, with a better standard of living, with access to culture, education, healthy recreation and health, among many things. My ideology is 100% pan. I am never going to change parties. The pan-ideology defends all the freedoms that we are losing today. Business freedom is one of them. I believe that the best social policy that a government has is the employment, a well-paid job that generates social security, not only in the area of medical service, 
will give you the possibility of acquiring a home, the possibility of accessing a dignified old age, the possibility of accessing services, that is to say, the development of companies. The development of the business class goes hand in hand and is closely linked to social development and I believe that in this country we have not seen it that way. I think that the Chihuahuan business community is different from the rest of the country. It is a business community with more social responsibility. I had to work in the first year of this legislature. This reform to stipulate in the economic promotion and development law for the state of Chihuahua. That, in these councils, the government has to be there. The academy has to be there. There have to be those who know how to generate employment, those who know how to generate companies and together chart the economic future of the state in the short, medium and long term. I believe and am convinced that the agendas cannot be separated. The best social policy of the government has to have a good work environment, support the generation of well-paid jobs, take advantage of the geographical conditions of the state. We have great potential. More now that the world is in a moment in which talent matters and we have to move from being maculadoras to generating talent, product and added value to what we do. This reform lays the foundations for us to agree on the economic future we want for Chihuahua in the next 50 years. There is a debt that officials owe to citizens. It is that we have to make procedures efficient. I am one of those who say that we must have digital governments, remove obstacles to investment and work together to achieve social development that is definitely very linked to economic development. The tax burden of companies imposed by the Federation is aggravated by state and municipal taxes, rights and benefits. An example of this is the payroll tax, which has an excess rate of contributions to FICRSEC that is perceived as not being used as must be. We have seen that municipalities like Chihuahua, with healthy finances, with controlled debt, that do not inherit debt to subsequent administrations, invest and generate a better quality of life for their citizens. The state should be no different. However, when analyzing the situation of state finances during the first year of this administration, financial conditions were extremely challenging. It became necessary to implement measures to strengthen tax collection, since the difficulty in covering even basic expenses such as the state's teacher payroll was public knowledge. However, it is worth recognizing the significant contribution of business people to the fiscal well-being of the state, which allowed the 2023 budget to become one of the highest in terms of public works in many years. Likewise, the security budget experienced notable growth, although given the size of Chihuahua and its 67 municipalities, sometimes this increase may not be perceived in its correct dimension. In this sense, in Chihuahua we have 67 municipalities, of which Juarez produces almost 42% of the state's GDP, Chihuahua, Delicias, Cuauhtémoc and Peral, the same, but we contribute to the entire state and these municipalities do not see theirs in question of sufficient budgetary resources. What to do then deputy? The main problem is in the fiscal coordination law. What would happen if Juarez were left with a percentage of the ISR it collects or the VAT? The situation of the municipality would be different. By the time this interview is published, I will have presented a proposal to the Congress of the Union to modify the fiscal coordination law and to modify the formulas for the allocation of resources. For example Chiapas, which does not produce what Chihuahua, does not collect what Chihuahua collects, receives the same amount of resources in federal shares as us, something that actually lacks justice. The Federal Secretary of the Treasury has the big bag. But the country has changed. Mexican democracy is consolidating and honestly changes must be made on these issues. Because for example there is not a single federal program in Chihuahua. As legislators we must not only complain, we must promote laws so that resources are allocated fairly. 
I am convinced that, with democratic economic development programs, we will work in the best way to eliminate inequalities and make a better society. Deputy, you touched on the issue of employment as a trigger for economic development and social development. As a tool to eliminate inequalities, we border residents compare salaries on the northern side of the border and the gap is enormous. All energy, food, and services are sold to us at international prices, but the salaries are not at international prices. What can be done to bridge that huge gap? It is a topic that should be discussed with expert economists. However, I think that in Mexico in general, especially in Chihuahua, we must create the conditions for the generation of new industries, not only Macaladoras are export manufacturing, industries where talent and creativity of the people of Chihuahua give it value and thus obtain better salaries. I would like to ask you about the issue of public works by the state government. We have seen in Ciudadwaras a lot of work by the state government that citizens in general say do not work, the BRT, the overpasses on Avenue, to Los Torres, etc., projects that from the beginning were full of vices and errors, which I insist, even today they want to make them work by using many more resources in a perhaps irresponsible manner. The state congress, through the superior audit, has the responsibility of reviewing and auditing these projects and, where appropriate, assigning responsibilities to the officials who participated in them. What actions has Congress taken in this regard? It is a pending issue that has to be resolved. Governments in the exercise of power. We should not blame previous governments. I believe that the Secretary General of the government intends to resolve the transportation problem in which there was a disorder administratively. The BRT has to be resolved and as you say, it is plagued with problems that are very palpable for the people of Juarez. Design problems financial planning problems because they ran out of money and left the work behind. In this public account that still corresponds to a part of the previous government, it will be very important to investigate who did the technical studies, who made the designs and if there is civil liability, if there is property damage to the state coffers or not, and if there is liability, of the officials who participated in the project. I think that should be investigated. Governor Maru Campos today has been firm in the fact that justice in Chihuahua is not litigated in the media, so if it is determined that there is responsibility, I am sure that it will be brought to justice. To conclude, Representative, the issue of migrants, the arrival of so many migrants to the state has caused significant losses to the industry. There have been technical stoppages. What is being done by the state congress to address this problem? Since 2022, we have worked with the parliamentary factions of the PAN. Pre and MC in the State Congress, we have urged the Government of the Republic and the Congress of the Union to provide the INM with resources to address the problem, which since that time then we saw the migrant crisis that we have today in Ciudad Juarez. I see three aspects. One humanitarian. The migrants have dignity and the Mexican state should guarantee their rights. Today we are not doing it, although they tell us from the speech of the federal executive that, if it is done, but it is not true and we citizens ask how is it possible that the Ministry of the Interior cannot go to Ciudadwaris to address the problem? The second issue is security. It is a matter of national security and security for everyone. There are reports that organized crime is already recruiting migrants, charging fees at border crossings to pass migrants. This is very serious and we have to do something. And the third is economic development. Since this crisis is generating economic losses for the city, the state and the country. It is putting the employment of thousands of jurances at risk. So, from Congress we have insisted that the Ministry of the Interior attend to its constitutional responsibility of establishing an immigration policy, with resources and programs that solve or at least mitigate the crisis in the state.
We have also requested the appearance of the Chancellor. It cannot be possible that, having a free trade agreement with the largest economic power in the world, the border crossings are closed due to a matter that is not addressed by the federal government. Copyright 2023 Grupo Editorial Sir Impresario. All rights reserved. Any opinion expressed in the various contents of this magazine and or podcast is the responsibility of the person who expresses it and does not necessarily reflect the position of this publishing house.